0: Good morning everyone, you're tuning to the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Friday, March 24th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schweitzer, reporting for CJIU, 12 8 am in Toronto, and here are our top stars from today. To start, US President Joe Biden lands in Canada in his first presidential visit. Up next, a Toronto man has been charged in connection with a series of bank robbers in the city. In international news? Ramadan celebrations begin in the Middle East as conflicts in the area persist. And finally, research has now concluded that the largest recorded earthquake in Alberta's history was not a natural event, but most likely caused by disposal of oil sands wastewater. And then, we'll hear from Samina with her segment, Turn the Page. So, let's get to the news. For our first story of the day, Canada gets its first presidential visit from U.S. President Joe Biden. Biden landed in Ottawa this Thursday evening after his first official visit was delayed in part by the pandemic. According to Global News, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has said that jobs growth, climate change, economics and China will be on the table for discussions with the US President. During Biden's stay in Ottawa, besides delivering an address at Parliament, other planned events include a series of meetings with Justin Trudeau and other high-level Canadian officials, and what the House is calling an intimate gathering at Trudeau's residence. There will also be a pull-aside at some point with Conservative leader Pierre Poilievre. First Lady Jill Biden came along for the visit. White House spokesperson John Kirby said that this is a chance to, quote, build on her friendship with the Prime Minister's wife, Sophie. According to CBC News, there's some sort of spousal program planned for the two. Canada will then host the Bidens for dinner at the Aviation and Space Museum, Hundreds of dignitaries have been invited. And in preparation for Biden's visit, increased police presence, including the American Secret Service and the RCMP, as well as military aircraft, will be deployed. The trip will also lead to extensive road closures to ensure the safety of the American president and the officials involved. For a second start today, Toronto police report that a 36-year-old man has been charged in connection with a series of Toronto-based bank robberies. According to Global News Toronto, the robberies took place between March 14th and 18th, with five different bank robberies reports to officers in Peel, York and Toronto. Police say a man committed the robberies while traveling in stolen vehicles and wearing a mask to conceal his identity in four out of the five robberies. The Toronto man has been charged with five counts of robbery, four counts of disguise with intent and two counts of possession of property obtained by crime over $5,000. Police said he's scheduled to appear in court on Thursday and ask anyone with information to contact police or crime stoppers. On international news, the first daily fast of the Islamic holy month of Ramadan began this Thursday, with hundreds of millions of Muslims across the globe entering a four-week period of worship. As reported by the US National Report, the holy observance comes amidst numerous countries and governments in the Middle East, taking steps towards easing, continued crisis and conflicts. The conflicts have been heightened by the Russo-Ukraine conflict and the devastating earthquake in Syria and Turkey that tragically killed over 52,000 people. During the coming four weeks, hundreds of millions of Muslims will abstain from food and water from dawn to dusk before gathering with family and friends for meals during the night. According to Islam, this fasting draws the faithful closer to God and reminds them of the suffering of the poor. The Holy Month has come with promises from the government of Israel, Palestine, and Sudan, among others, to ease tensions. A new transitional government is said to be formed in Sudan before the end of the Holy Month. Unrest in these nations is also caused by the rising costs of living and food, with many citizens turning to charitable spirits of the Holy Period to provide for their community. And finally, research has now concluded that the largest recorded earthquake in Alberta's history was not a natural event, but most likely caused by disposal of oil sands' wastewater. As reported by the Canadian press, in November, parts of Alberta near the northern town of Peace River were rocked by a series of quakes culminating in one that reached a 5.6 magnitude. After the record-breaking quake occurred, the Alberta Geological Survey, a branch of the province's energy regulator, attributed to natural causes. The center of the quake, then estimated to be six kilometers underground, was thought too deep and too far away from oil patch activity and time and space to have been generated by the industry. A closer and more thorough look at the data brought the the center of the quake up to about four kilometers beneath the surface. The figure is now reflected in the Regulator's catalog of a quake. Ryan Schultz, a Canadian seismologist to help conduct the research while at Stanford University in California, says this event was caused by wastewater disposal. His paper, co-authored by scientists at the University of Alberta as well as Natural Resources Canada and published in Geophysical Research Letters, suggests that the injected water forced itself between the two sides of a fault deep in the earth. That water was enough to reduce the friction holding the two sides together, and eventually resulted in a slippage that shook the surface. Schultz says that a statistical analysis of correlation between the quake and the underground pumping was conclusive. Well, that is it for the news today. Now I'll leave you with Samina for an interesting book recommendation.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week, I'm going to make a book recommendation, and I hope it gets you turning the pages. Warning. The content in this segment may be distressing to listeners. Discretion is advised. March is Women's History Month. 2022 is the 31st anniversary of the celebration. A month to learn about the contributions made by women throughout history and the milestones they've achieved. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Historical fiction was not my favorite genre. Let's be clear, it still isn't my favorite genre, but it's one that I read more often than I would before. Authors like Kate Quinn is one of the reasons. She researches unknown or forgotten women who changed history. Her immense talent for discovering these women and writing unputdownable stories makes it easy to read historical fiction. This book is no different. It is a spy thriller. The title of the book is The Diamond Eye. The author is Kay Quinn. Mila's story starts in 1937 in Kiev. At 16, she became a mother. Seduced by a much older man, who she ends up marrying. A year later, the two separate. Her entire life now revolves around her young son Slavka, her library job and her dissertation. Mila is a lover of history, hoping to become a historian. She is also trying to get divorced from her reluctant and absent husband, surgeon Alexei. Her life is thrown into chaos when Hitler invades Ukraine and Russia. An elite shooter, Mila leaves her final year of university and is one of the first people to join the army. She becomes a crucial asset in the Red Army's fight to defend their country. She quickly rises through the ranks and is known as Lady Red. Years later, Mila finds herself in Washington, DC. She is traumatized and devastated by the war. There she meets First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt who sees her courage, skill, intelligence and takes Mila under her wing. This book has chapters from the perspectives of both women. We learn about Mila's time as a soldier and her press tour in 1942, thanks to the First Lady. This story is based on Lyudmila, Mila Pavlichenko, a Soviet sniper. Kate really brought her to life. Mila was one of the first female snipers in the army. She saved the lives of hundreds of people. Can you believe we haven't heard about this woman? Let's get started. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at cgru1280. Thank you for listening. Happy reading.
0: With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next Friday with some more news and morning mixtape, but until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's CJU 12, 8 a.m. in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitze. Thanks for listening.